0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the It's a Mind Game podcast. My name is Jade and I'm so happy to be chatting with you today. Um, I thought, you know, day one of 2021, it would be a really good time to revert back to the roots of this podcast and talk about HA recovery. Um, If you are new here, I had HA for six years and during that time also had spurts of bulimia, anorexia. and look, it is coined as exercise addiction, but at the time, you don't feel that way. I just really love training all the time. Um, so if you are listening and you are currently suffering from HA yourself or potentially eating disorders as well, um, everything that I talk about is from firsthand experience and how I was able to recover my period and I guess totally change my life around. And there was a lot of points throughout that journey where I felt hopeless Um, I felt like my identity was being taken away from me. I felt like I was being punished for being fit. Um, But really, there's so much more to HA recovery. And if anything, I'm so grateful that I went through that journey and that I am where I am now, um, which is with a beautiful baby who is 11 months old Um, and originally throughout my HA journey I was told I wouldn't be able to have children because you know I don't have a period and therefore I'm not fertile Um, and there is so much more involved with HA Um, and also I guess there's so much that's misunderstood because in my circumstance there was no other underlying health concerns it was literally um, too much of an energy deficit Um, so as soon as I reduced my exercise, gained a little bit of weight, um, my period come back and I was pregnant um, four months later. So if you want to know more about that journey please go to episode one where I explain the whole shebang um, and if you do want to know more you can reach out to me on Instagram at J.zarek, I'll put that in the show notes or you can send me an email at it's a mind game podcast at gmail.com. So anyway, getting back to the focus of today's episode, I wanted to talk about getting your period back in 2021. Because realistically, there is no better time to get your period back if that's something that you truly desire. Now, whenever I talk about HA recovery, um it's in more of a broad view in regards to I'm not a trained doctor or um, clinician or anything like that. It's going by research that I've done throughout my journey as well as firsthand experience. So potentially, if there is other underlying health concerns, by all means, you should seek medical and professional help for that. Um, but this is more from my personal experience and from a coaching point of view Um it's nice to speak to or listen to people who have been through what you're going through because often if they haven't experienced it they really just don't understand as much as they want to so i'm hoping throughout this episode you can find both comfort and inspiration um, for your journey and whatever stage of life you're at right now um, it'll help put you in a new direction that is rewarding fulfilling healthy and and full of happiness So step one to preparing for the HA recovery journey is really getting serious about the journey ahead and what it means to you to get your period back. So quite often um, it's just a very generic goal of I just want to get my period back. But when you're still really attached to your current lifestyle, which might be Um, Copious amounts of training, dieting, looking a particular way, living a particular lifestyle. When you have the goal of, I just want to get my period back, it doesn't really mean much because essentially to make all the changes that you need to in order to get your period back, it's really a shift of values rather than just setting a goal. Um, If you've done a little bit of research or you've been on Facebook groups and forums and things like that, you would know that it's not like any other goal in the way that if you set out to do it and you do XYZ tasks, that you've got a definite timeline as to when you're going to get that period back. Um, And often for A-type personalities, which tends to be quite common in those suffering from HA, we're super control freaks. So it's like, yeah, but if I'm going to commit to this all-in process, I want to know I'm going to get my period back in two months, three months, four months, three weeks, whatever it might be. Um, And often that plays a big part in our level of motivation in going I guess all in because there's that element of well if i'm going to commit to it what happens if i don't get it back and then i'm just going to be the fat chick who doesn't have a period and maybe i'd rather just be the fit chick who doesn't get a period um and it's that constant battle so if you're not willing to challenge your values or even if you're not aware that that's something that you need to do often that goal of i just want to get my period back isn't enough um And if you're struggling to understand what I mean by that, I'll I'll explain it a little bit more. So um, from my personal experience, when I had HA, my number one group of values were obviously health and fitness orientated, but not health to the degree that I needed a functioning um, menstrual cycle. That was not number one on my list. Honestly, I didn't even care about it. So what was number one for me is that I needed to be training two to three hours a day minimum I needed to have a low body fat percentage I needed to have abs I needed to eat a really strict and regimented diet that was very plain you know chicken veggies salads all that kind of thing super low calorie Um, and that was all that mattered to me at that point in my life so I could say no to social events I could say no to chocolate I could say no to cake I could say no to um, sleep because training come before all of that, diet come before all of that, and that was a very easy decision for me. And you could be in the same boat where you might have friends or family that go, "Oh my God, you're so motivated, you're so inspired, you're so da 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 da." But the thing is, the motivation comes from what you value the most in your life. So, in order for you to recover your period, you need to challenge values that you might have had for six months a year two years three years four years five years and that's why when it comes to those changes if you just set a goal it's often not enough and that's when you get stuck in that slingshot between being stuck in the person that you're used to being which is training dieting all that kind of deal and the person you want to be which is you know a menstruating female um so in regards to changing the values you might have gone from okay my number one is training diet um, and that's me but realistically to be a woman who is getting a period um, and living a truly healthy lifestyle things are different and that might mean okay i prioritize my hormones over hours at the gym That could be my values is to be healthy. My values are to have perfect blood work. My values are to live a happy and healthy life. My values are to be fertile. So what do I need to do every single day to uphold that value? So if I want to live my healthier self, what does that look like? So for me to be my healthier self, it's um, very low levels of anxiety versus in the past super high Um, that means being able to go out and enjoy myself in a social environment. That means being able to train and still get the results that I want, but without feeling guilty if I can't get to the gym. Um, and it also means setting a good example for my kids. And that's something that's recently shifted because as you know, I've got an 11 month old. Um, but I guess a little segue here is that sometimes I do revert back to, maybe I should go on a diet. Maybe I should do this. Maybe I should do that. But one thing I really value at the moment is setting a good example for my daughter. So even though she's quite young, I don't want her growing up in a household where mum's weighing her food or mum's got a calorie counter app out or mum's pinching her stomach in the mirror just to make sure that she's still as lean as she was yesterday. I don't want that. And that is an unshakable thing for me right now, whereas a few years ago it would have been very different at that time i thought that was the right way of living like you're healthy if you're counting macros and you're calorie counting and all that sort of thing um But that's not the values right now. So when you are going into your HA journey and going all in, you need to think about what your value systems are. Because if your values are excessive training and calorie counting and dieting and all those kinds of things, you can see quite quickly how that's not going to match your goal of getting your period back. So it's a good time right now to pause this podcast and get out a pen and paper and dictate exactly what it means to be healthy and what you think your day in a life would look like if someone who has a healthy relationship with exercise, food, and is fertile. Once you have that base, you need to live that way every single day. And you're probably sitting here right now going, yeah, yeah, of course, Jade. I'm just going to randomly let go of training and I'm just going to forget about food. Um, Yeah, it's hard. It's really hard, especially if you've conditioned yourself to live a particular way for so long. It's so difficult to just flip the switch. But that's why having a value system is so much more important than just having the goal of getting your period back because it's not enough. So um, a good example of a value change or an identity shift even, um, you might hear of someone who is a smoker and they smoke a deck of cigarettes a day. They love to have a cigarette with a drink, with their cup of coffee, with their friends, you know, cigarettes are what they do, what they love. I am a smoker. That is their identity. That's a belief. It's a value. It's, It's everything. And then something shocking happens, Um, a family friend, a relative, someone that they really care about gets diagnosed with cancer, they've got X amount of time to live, or maybe they have got to go through a really extensive amount of chemotherapy. Within seconds, that pack of cigarettes is in the bin and they never smoke a cigarette again. Now, why does that happen? How can they instantly just go no more? It's because they've had a value shift. Previously, when they're smoking their cigarettes, they're thinking, you know, this is an enjoyable thing for me. It's a stress reliever. It's sociable, um, whatever it might be. But then when they get this jaw-dropping moment of someone around them getting really sick, the epiphany that their health is fragile shakes them to the core. And suddenly, whoa, I value my health way more than I value smoking these cigarettes cigarette never gets touched again now i'm not saying this example as an extreme to go you know what you will never exercise again or you'll never eat um healthy food again or anything like that because it's not true okay ha recovery is not a permanent state um and that's something i'll go through in another episode because it's it's quite a rabbit hole and one i got stuck in myself um but your recovery journey isn't your forever after so Um, A common misconception is that if you gain weight that you'll never be able to lose it again or you need to stop exercise and then you'll never be able to start again. That's not true. Um, But that also doesn't mean that you have to lose weight if you gain weight, okay? Not for a second is any of that important. But I know throughout my journey, one thing that put me off early days is I thought I often tossed up in the air well if I've got the choice of training all the time and not having a period versus being overweight not training and having a period I'm not sure I want to live that life I I like being lean I like being active um, and maybe period's not that important to me but the reality is you can have both And there is evidence and plenty of research out there that shows that if you want to train and have a muscular physique or whatever it might be, you can do that if you're nourishing and recovering properly. And the number one resource I'll point you towards is Raw by Dr Stacey Sims, Um, her Instagram, YouTube, TED Talks, podcasts galore, very helpful information um, because she shows how she can get elite athletes, like triathletes, can get their period back while still training 8 to 10 hours a week. Okay, now obviously going all in does speed up the process. That's a pretty common thing in um, online presence. Um, However, if you're in a position where maybe you are an elite athlete and you can't just stop exercising and training, um, have a look at her research because essentially no matter what, reducing cardio is key okay we can't have that added stress response we can't have the added calorie burn but if you need to keep training for your for your sanity for your job whatever it might be there is a very calculated way you can do it and that is it's a heavily resistance or strength tra- uh, based training and you are eating to match your training um i think on a huge tangent on that i won't i want to condense it but if you're interested in how you can regain your period and keep training I would go down that path however I'd also consider why you can't let go of training um, and that could be because it's your source of income it could be uh, because your mental health is fragile and without training it would go down whatever it might be that's okay everyone's got their own journey everyone's got their own path for me I went all in because I spent 11 months training an hour five days a week eating food and nothing happened. And I just got so bloody frustrated that I was like, enough. I'm just not going to train for a month. I'm just going to walk and do yoga. And I did that for an hour to two hours every day. And then my period came back three weeks later. Um, But everyone's journey is different and education is key. So looping back key things to remember, value systems. What does it mean to be a woman who's got her period and is healthy and is happy? um, And then base your new lifestyle around that. Be patient with yourself, be accommodating to the fact that these changes do take time and you'll have some days where you will absolutely love this newfound freedom and then you will have other days where it feels like your soul is being crushed. You don't know who you are, you don't know what to do with your time Um, and it's hard, it's so hard but I promise you if you pursue this and you keep coming back to your values and what you really desire, the day your period comes back, you will never regret a day of effort you put into getting it back you won't and you're probably sitting there going yeah that's easy for you to say Jade because you got it back go online go speak to people who have recovered their period ask them the same thing because the way your life changes throughout that journey is so incredible and again if you're concerned that if you need to stop training need to gain weight that you can never go back to a fit active lifestyle it's not true because you can But at the same time, by the time you get your period back, you might not have the same goals that you've got right now. I know through my journey I was like I just need to slow everything down now and then as soon as I get my period back I'm going to jump straight into training, i want to do this, I'm going to diet, da-da-da-da-da-da. But by the time I got back there my values had changed so much that you know what, there's not one part of me that desires to train two to three hours a day every day. Um, If anything, if I train an hour a day and then walk for an hour, that is plenty. Um, and honestly, on a resistance front, four days a week is is fine. Like I'm so happy with that. Um, and that's because I prioritize my hormones over anything else. If I'm being brutally honest, I'm terrified of going through HA again. And that actually prevents me from getting into the mindset of, oh, let's train, let's run, let's diet, let's da 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 da. Because while i learned so much from that journey i just don't want to go back there like i've evolved past that um and the life that occurred as a result of that healing um is a beautiful one and i treasure it and i treasure my body now and i don't want to stress it out to the degree that i did in the past so depending on where you are at you might have a different opinion on why you want to get your period back and another thing to consider as well is what's the alternative If you decide to not go and recover your period, whether it be all in, half in, whatever you want to call it, because you know what, your journey is yours alone and you need to do what's best for you, Um, what's the alternative? So if you don't change how you're currently living your life right now, what does that mean to you? So does that mean you're going to keep training excessively, you're going to miss out on social events, you're happy to sacrifice um, birthday parties, work functions, Um, Does it mean that you're going to keep dieting and that you're happy to, again, miss out on social events, that you don't mind being flooded with anxiety around food, that you don't mind being terrified of a palmer? Um, And look, some people don't have any issues with food. So if you don't, please ignore this little bit, um, because obviously you don't have to have an eating disorder alongside HA, but it can be quite common. But just for argument's sake, what does your life look like if you continue the way you're currently living? Um, and I say this in two minds because if someone had have asked me that early on in my HA journey, I would have been like, yeah, you know what? I'm so happy to keep living this way because I love training. I love dieting. Um, I'm not going to say I love how my body looked because I loved that I had a six pack, but at the same time I was always critiquing every little inch of my body. So, I know you probably feel the same way when I say that stuff but to a degree I loved my body um so yeah I was more than happy to keep doing what I was doing and if I had have tried to tell myself to commit to recovering my period it just wouldn't have happened because I didn't crave an alternative I didn't seek to live any differently so therefore why would it be important to me to make any kind of changes um, when things did change was when I decided, hey, I'm married and maybe I want to have babies. Not saying it's definite, but maybe I want babies. And That's when my mind went on this random tangent of, well, uh, if I'm training all the time, dieting all the time, and I don't have a period, I'm never going to be in a space where I've created the opportunity to have children. And I just want the opportunity to have children. And that's when everything started to shape shift. Um, A common thing I get in Instagram DMs from others going through HA is what happens if I'm not in a relationship and I'm not even sure if I want children? And you know what? That's a really great question because a lot of women who are recovering from HA are at a stage in their life where they want to have kids. So um, there is quite the push to recover as quickly as possible, but perhaps that's not you. And it's like, well, then what's my reason? And that's where it comes back to values. What do you value about your health? What do you value about your lifestyle? And what does that mean to you? So you might want to get your period back because you're sick of spending copious amounts of hours in the gym. You might want to get your period back because you're sick of all the distorted eating habits that you've got. You might want to get your period back because you don't want babies right now, but maybe you do in the future or maybe you don't have a partner right now, but at some point you will have a partner and that's a key thing on your relationship is that you want to grow a family. And I can tell you now, even though my experience was a little bit different because um, I felt pregnant, I'm not going to say effortlessly because there was effort getting my period back, but it was very much a case of having unprotected sex and then I was pregnant. There wasn't this... Weighing on ovulation sticks and working out perfect timing and schedules and things like that. I do, however, have friends that have never had HA or any kind of PCOS, endometriosis, um, nothing, you know, obscure in that area. And now they're in a position where they're trying to have children and they're having difficulty conceiving. Um, And while I guess it's, they don't really deem it as a problem if you haven't fallen pregnant within 12 months but once you reach 12 months that's when they start to look into things and take it a little bit more seriously um but what i'm getting at is if you decide you want to have babies in the future and that you want to fall pregnant relatively soon the pressure of overcoming everything that you need to in order to recover your period on top of the stresses that come with falling pregnant that is so much pressure And I wouldn't wish that on anybody because with HA recovery comes lifestyle changes, you know, learning how to not diet, learning how to not train all the time, learning how to navigate weight gain, having the identity crisis. Because for a lot of us, we see each other as the fit chick. We're the fit person, we're the strong person. And if we're not that person anymore, who are we? What are we worth? Um, Why would society like us? Why do our friends like us? And a lot of the time that value that identity is it's purely something that we've created and what we think people value us but the way i guess judgments and things like that work our judgments are based on what we find most important not what the person we're judging does um so i'm going a little bit off topic but i'll just elaborate on that because it's a really interesting and important point um let's say You see someone who is overweight and they're at the pub having whatever meal and a beer and you can't help but look at them and go, oh my goodness, why don't they care about their health, right? But to that person, they might value that time in a social environment, someone cooking their meal and having a beer more than they value what you do, which is going to the gym, eating really clean foods. So you're looking at them going, do you think they care about their health? Do you think they feel like crap? Da-da-da-da-da. But at the same token, if they were to do a 180 and look at you eating, you know, a salad and drinking a black coffee, they might turn around and go, oh, gosh, don't they just want to have a little bit of fun? Don't they want to have a little drink? Don't they want to eat something so delicious that's not rabbit food? Like you – you don't know what anyone's thinking so a big part of ha recovery is you think everyone is judging your weight gain but most of the time they're just so happy that you're participating in whatever they're participating in um but anyway i've gone totally off track then um but that comes just back into the identity crisis side of things is because you think that people only see you as the fit person because you prioritize being the fit person more than anything um so as soon as you change that and I don't know you might relate to this you might not but I'm just gonna throw it out there anyway Um, a big part of me being lean and training all the time and dieting is to a degree I felt special I felt unique I felt like um, I stood out and it's really weird because I never wanted to stand out I'm quite a shy person and if someone had have pointed me out in a room and said oh look how like lean she is or something I would have been so embarrassed so embarrassed like that is not anything that I would have wanted um however when I was midway through my journey and I started gaining weight, I remember one of the key things I'd think about is like I'm just normal now. Like I'm I'm just an average size 10, 12, whatever it might be. And I just have an average training routine. I'm I have a basic job. Like there's nothing special. Once I was I was the leanest girl in the room. I was I was a strong girl. I was I was all these things. Um and when that identity shift happened, it was really confronting when I just saw myself as average. Um, and I'm not sure how you're going to perceive me saying that. Maybe you'll relate to it. Maybe you think I'm stuck up. I don't know. But I just remember thinking I'm average. And how crap is that? Um, but that's when another identity, identity shift took place because it's like, no, I'm not average. And it's got nothing to do with my physical body. So I I'm, I'm a good friend, I'm a good listener, I I love my family and I'd do anything for them. Um, I'm supportive, I'm motivating. That. That's what makes up my identity. It's my characteristics and my attributes and it's how I act, not what I look like. Um, and that's something that you'll probably experience too or you would have already experienced throughout your journey. Um Going back to where I was saying motivations to recover your period, though, sorry, I went on a bit of a tangent. Um, Overall, I believe all women should have their period and focus on recovery. However, if you're in the place where you're loving training all the time, you're loving dieting, and you don't care about not having a period, you're honestly fooling yourself to set the goal of getting a period back. Because if you're... So caught up in the life you're currently living and don't want to make changes, why would that inhibit the idea of getting a period back? You really need to have the desire of more. I want freedom. I want liberation. I want a family. I want um, whatever it might be. And it's okay to want something because that want is or the de- the desire is what's going to fuel the change, and that's what's going to shapeshift your values to recover your period and restore your health. Um, and I guess this episode, it's it's going to be beneficial to, to different kinds of people because, like I said, you should have a period. It's so important. Like it's one of our basic functions. We're, we're meant to do that. Um, but if it's something you really want, commit to it. I want you to write down everything that you think the life of a person who's got their period looks like and tweak it to suit you. Like it doesn't have to be something that doesn't appeal to you. It can still be something you love, Um, but it's just so important to commit to that. All right, now committing to recovery. After that long-winded chat, hopefully you're in a space where you know, hey, 2021, I want to get my period back. Let's do it. All right, so what do you need to do? What do you need to do? Do you know how to answer that question? Do you know what the answer is and you just don't want to do it or do you actually have no idea? Either way, it's okay, but you need to be honest with yourself because if you're living in a place where you've got your hands over your eyes and you don't want to believe what you need to do, ah, well, it's it's time for a bit of a wake-up call because at the end of the day, eat more, train less is the core of it. Um, And I remember searching for years, being like, surely there's another answer. Surely I can just – oh I don't know maybe there's a tablet. I don't even like medications but at one point I remember thinking maybe there's a medication I can take and that'll help get my period back um yes there is one doctors will tell you it's the pill but don't fall for that trick because that's not a real period and that's a story for another day um but okay so committing to recovery things that you need to do either way volume of training needs to be reduced okay so we know that from multiple books such as raw or no period now what Um, there's quite a few resources online now because a lot more people are talking about amenorrhea Um, but essentially reducing training is essential now this is where you need to choose your path because for some that will be going all in i'm not going to do anything high intensity i'm just going to walk do yoga chill or you might take a swap it or drop it approach. So what do I mean by swap it or drop it? Okay, currently I train two hours a day, six days a week. Um, I'm not ready to drop that. However, I'm going to swap one of my runs for a walk. I'm going to swap one of my CrossFit sessions for a powerlifting session or an Olympic lifting session. Um, It could be I'm going to swap my... Hit workout for 40 minutes of reading a book because, you know what, I want to learn some stuff and this way I feel like I'm not being lazy and sitting on the couch because I'm actively saying I'm not going to train because I'm going to go learn something. It could be swapping it in for something social. Um, I've missed out on going out for dinner that many times. I want to catch up with my friends and have some quality time and I want to challenge some of my food fears in a really positive and uplifting environment. Um have a plan okay just deciding that you're going to stop training personally it's it's not enough unless you can jump straight into all in and just go yeah cool i'm just going to chill and if you can do that that's awesome um but if you are still quite controlling over training or you're finding it hard to let go and make those shifts having a plan to literally swap it or drop it is a really helpful tool so um grab out a diary write out your current training schedule and literally write in the swap or write in what you're going to drop and once you have that plan make it something that's not super scary okay like baby steps it's taken a long time to get to this place and it's going to take a long time to get out of it but you can make it easy than being super aggressive freaking out then giving in then starting again then giving in um so you might decide that you know what of 12 hours of training that I do in one week, I'm only ready to change two hours to stretching and that's the most I can handle right now. Otherwise, I'm too stressed, I'm too anxious, I'm too da 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 Cool, that's fine. Do that for as long as you need to and then once that doesn't feel uncomfortable anymore, it's time to make another swap or another drop. So you could go, all right, I feel super comfortable with that change now. I think I'm going to drop one of my workouts for reading for a coffee date for a walk for whatever it might be do that for as long as you feel comfortable with it then let's reassess all right swap it or drop it what are we going to do same thing rinse and repeat literally until you get your period back um or you might get your period back midway and go oh cool so my body's pretty happy if i do this amount of training and i'm eating this amount of food um, but that leads into the next thing. So, increasing foods super important. I do have an episode earlier in the series about what to eat to recover your period. Um, so, you can go back to that one. I think it's episode two. Um, but there is a general rule of thumb that you need to be consuming 2,500 calories per day in order to um, overthrow HA and get your body essentially in a safe space. Um, different rules for different people and I don't mean literally rules Um, what I mean by that is often people go should I be calorie counting should I not be calorie counting um in my opinion again not a doctor just someone who's been there done that um sometimes calorie counting works because if you come from a place of severe eating disorder you might overthink what you're consuming by rounding numbers up so if you've used a calorie counter for long enough, you know the calories in every single food you look at. But suddenly 70 calories, you might've rounded up to 100 because it might be a little bit extra than what you thought. So better be safe than sorry. So if you're in that kind of situation, calorie counting, you might need to do so that you know how much to consume to meet that target. And then a couple of weeks of doing that, you can remove the calorie counter because essentially it's like training wheels. You roughly know what you need to be eating in order to meet that requirement. Um, on the other side of the fence, you could be in a place where you've been so obsessed with calorie counting that you never want to go near it, you never want to touch it. Um, that's the place I was in, so I didn't calorie count. I just went for more energy-dense foods. So I was adding peanut butter to lots of things. I was eating high-fat foods like avocados, fish, um, like salmon, and... Um, and lots of nut mixes and a little bit of dried fruit just things that i felt comfortable with because getting back to the value system i i value eating a very nutritious diet or nutrition plan whatever you want to call it um and i really didn't want to be eating junk food every day and Yes, I did eat junk food because for a big part of me I needed to challenge some food fears. So when I first changed jobs as a means to recover my period, I would not have been caught dead eating cake with all my other staff members on someone's birthday. Absolutely not. Um and then I got to a point where it's like, no, you know what? I'm just going to do it because it's sociable Um, it freaks me out and I probably need to experience that freak out in order to get over it. Um, So that's what I did. So there was a birthday in the office and it was a cake that I know that I liked. So, again, if it was something that I didn't like, I'm not going to force myself to eat something I don't like. Um, But there's a big difference between not eating it because you're afraid and not eating it because you just don't like it. So um, I can't even remember what the cake was, but let's pretend it was mud cake um, because I know I like that. And, you know, it was a birthday party, that's what we had. And of course, nearly everyone in the office commented, oh, you're having cake, you never have cake, (laughs) hee 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 hee. I was mortified, my heart was racing, my hands were clammy. Um, I actually thought about going to the toilet and throwing it up, I didn't do that because I knew that's what I think I would do, so I braced myself for that thought process. Um, And just to clear things up, I hadn't been bulimic for quite some time, but because everyone paid so much attention, it's it just triggered me to going, oh, my God, get it out of you. Everyone can tell that you're fat, da 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 but that, that, That's not true. Um, so, yeah, that first time was horrible. It was overwhelming. I wanted to cry. It was, no, you know what, no one in my office would even remember that day, but I do. Um, and then over time there was another experience, another experience, another experience, and then, I don't know, 18 months later um, if there was a birthday and I had a slice of cake, uh, I just enjoyed it and everyone in the staff room didn't care. Um, so things do change. You just need to allow time to change and for people to adapt. And most of the time people just want to observe. They're not actually judging you for eating food. They're just noticing that you eat it. Um, and a lot of that comes from they're either happy that you're joining in or they're surprised that you're joining in. Um But getting back onto the increasing of calories, it's a personal preference how you want to go about it. So, um, on some forums, you'll see women jump into, you know, I'm eating chocolate daily. I'm having a piece of, I'm having pancakes for breakfast every morning, um, XYZ, whatever it might be. And a lot of that comes from like challenging food fears. And, and that's a really liberating feeling when you can eat some of these foods and just totally be okay with it. It's really nice to not be stressing all the time. Um, but also that's the easiest way for them to get the calories in. So you know what? I know I like eating pancakes and I can lather it up with some peanut butter and jam and that way I'll eat like density-wise a smaller amount of food but calorically it's quite dense rather than me eat a f- bowl of two eggs heap of egg whites and spinach and the calories aren't even near close to that of pancakes and yet i'm so full that i'm not going to eat for another few hours um but that's something you need to assess there's no wrong or right way Either way, you do need to get the calories in. Um, I guess a big thing to consider as well, if you don't have food fears um, and that sort of challenge isn't there, is that if you're eating processed foods, it is easier to get calories in um, without facing bloating, um, digestion issues and things like that Um, because, as you'd know, if you were to eat a massive bowl of broccoli and spinach and tomatoes and whatever other vegetable you can think about there's not that many calories in it and yet your belly is so full Um, versus you having I don't know four squares of chocolate and a latte Um, more calories in it less room in your tummy so that a couple of hours later you'll feel hungry again and then you can get more calories in so really important for you to assess what you think the best process will be for you and what your starting point is and also be open to the fact that that's going to chop and change so whatever your step one is it's not going to be like that forever um sort of like with the training the swap or drop mentality your food will be the same you might go you know what i'm just gonna add some peanut butter to my breakfast every morning and you do that for a couple of weeks and then suddenly it's like okay i'm going to add some rice to my lunch you're going to do that for a couple of weeks. Um, or you might be in a totally different place where you can go, you know what, I'm just going to eat what I feel like when I feel like it and I'm not going to feel bad about it. Cool. You do you. Um, key thing, I think I spoke about it earlier, but um, a big part about this journey is it's not a permanent state. Um, often I was terrified that i was doomed to be sedentary and over i was never overweight but i felt the size of an elephant um and i think that means more than anything is that a lot of us women we feel huge and regardless of what our physical size is if you feel like a massive monster um it's not nice it's not fun getting dressed it's not fun going and being sociable it's it's not fun at all but um you know what, it is true what they say, you hit a particular point and then your body holds it for a little bit and then you just start dropping weight and it's really hard to believe that at the time Um, but it does happen. Um, But at the same time some people gain weight and they're so happy with how they're living their life that they never think about dropping weight again. And either way, that's amazing. But if you're in a place where it's sort of I want to get my period back but then I want to go back to being Lean or whatever it might be, you can have both. But by the time you get your period back, you need to be responsible and educated about how you're going to lose weight and what is a sufficient amount of ma- weight to maintain your hormones. Because no matter what, if you do a bodybuilding prep and your body fat is super low, you're going to lose your period again because it's just not healthy to be that lean. Um, however, you can be of a moderate or low body fat percentage eating and nourishing properly not smashing yourself with copious amounts of exercise um but still get a physique that you love have a training routine that you love um and have food intake that you love like you you actually can have it all but it's at a different capacity and you can get there if you want to so if you're delaying your ha recovery because you feel like you can never train a particular way again um yeah, look, probably not going to be able to train for two, three hours a day every day and keep a period. Um, However, by the time you get your period back, your views on what you want to do training-wise will probably be incredibly different. Um, And that's where you just need to be open-minded to the path and where you're at right now because what you value now and what's important to you will continually change so much over time and my journey is so different to somebody else's so um, I couldn't wait to go back to training and um, I know other people who were just you know what they did that much cardio or weights training or whatever it might be that it's not fun for them anymore and they don't want to do it. And you know what? That's totally fine because life's too short to do anything you don't want to do um, and to jeopardize your health. So see how you go step by step. Um, big thing too, is to get educated. So obviously if you're reducing your training, um, it frees up so much time. And if you're not actively got a plan on what you're going to do with your time, it's just going to leave so much space for you to stress about the fact that you're not training or you're not dieting or everything that life's not rather than everything that life is. So um, get educated on the menstrual cycle, cycle. get educated on gut health or um, look up how to be confident, how to be grateful, how to shift your mindset. Look up everything that you need in your toolkit in order to lead this new, happy, healthy and fulfilling life. Um, Set other goals. So you could be like me and literally all my goals revolved around training and aesthetics um what about business goals finance goals relationship goals education goals there's so much time and space for you to create this incredible life um, by taking some energy away from everything that you throw into your diet and training regime um so definitely look into that some really good books so no period now what raw um, the fifth vital sign is also a really good one um, there's quite a few gut health books as well medical medium i liked some of his content um, and also on how to be confident so my personal view is when it comes to confident it's just like a muscle and it's something we need to practice um it's so easy to go to a default i hate myself i don't like this i don't like that da-da-da-da-da-da-da, um, and it's really hard to look in the mirror and go no i love me i'm beautiful i'm nice i'm kind i'm loving i'm whatever it might be but if you look at yourself literally in the mirror every single day and tell yourself everything that you truly are um you'll be surprised how quickly your confidence stacks up and how quickly you start believing everything. Um, Because most of the time you're not actively believing it because you're not thinking about it. You're thinking about everything that you're not rather than everything that you are. Um, So that's probably another good thing too, is to get a list together of why you think you're a good person. Also why you think the people around you think you're a good person. Um, Because I can tell you now, it's not because of your training regime. They might think it's a part of your daily like routine or whatnot but it's it's not what makes you great um so definitely exploring those kinds of things I feel like I've covered a fair bit in this episode and hopefully you found it helpful um that key takeaways is work on your value system think about what you want your life to look like and what that means to you and why is it important? Okay. So not just setting a goal, what's the kind of life you want to live? Um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please do share it with someone who you think would value from the information or would like to hear it. Um, If you could leave a review on whatever podcasting platform you're listening on, that would be great also. Um, I will leave my contact information in the show notes. I absolutely love hearing from you. So if you'd like to reach out, share your story, ask a question, um, or a topic that you'd like covered in a podcast, by all means, please let me know. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. I hope you've enjoyed this one. I hope you have an incredible 2021. And if you are thinking about getting your period back, you can do it. You absolutely can do it and you will not regret it. I promise you that. Um, and if you know anyone who's struggling with it, um, sometimes just talk to them about where you're at because bonding with someone over the experience, but in an uplifting way, right? So not bantering about feeling sorry for yourself, how you need to stop training and all that kind of thing because that just makes you hate the whole process. But it's okay to go, you know what? I, I miss training. I miss dieting. I miss whatever, Um, but I'm excited for what's coming. I'm excited to get my period back. I'm excited to um, go out and be sociable. I'm excited to start training again once I've recovered. Like there's so much to be excited about. Okay, I'm going to go on a raven rant if I don't stop now. So thanks again for listening. So glad you're here. Hope you've enjoyed the episode and I look forward to chatting with you in the next one.